Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Simply Put. We are nearing the end of our Roman series, and I hope that this series has been challenging and enlightening, and that it has just brought some sort of revelation to your life. And I'm excited for today's topic. We are going to be looking at uh, why was the Bible written, and even more so, what is uh, the hope of God in the Word of God. So I am praying that, yeah, you know, I'm praying that this podcast today would take some pressure off of your shoulders, that it would just release this weight, that you could be a child of God um, and serve God faithfully without overthinking it. Um, So I'm just really excited for what he's going to do in this episode. Thanks for hanging out. Let's dive in. Simply Put, a podcast that has been brought to life with you in mind. Whether you consider yourself an all-in Christian or have never been introduced to the freedom found in God, this podcast is for you. While the Bible might seem complicated, God's message is rather simple. Every week, you can expect Brit to take God's Word and break it down into something we can all better understand. Now here's your host, Brit. All right. So before we dive in, I want to tell you guys a story. Um, So growing up, I ran a lot. And so started running in 5Ks when I was about four years old. And really that discipline has stayed with me throughout my whole life. And I went through this season in my 20s where um, I ran a few half marathons and a few marathons. But, you know, no matter how long the race was or no matter how short the race was, if my mom was there for the race, which was most of them, I could always count on her to be around the turns cheering me on and she would yell at me um, throughout like the last mile. I felt like she was every 25 feet from me yelling, just reach, just keep striding. You're almost finished. You're almost there. Um, and really just provided not only this sense of encouragement throughout this race, but also whispering uh, truth as I endured the race. And so much of that made running fun. You know, it made running enjoyable. It made running doable. And I remember when I ran my first marathon in Missouri, she she would run laps with me around this course and just really was this sense of not only encouragement, but also just this hope while I was enduring. And I I tell you that because the story we're going to look at today is in Romans chapter 15. And I think sometimes that picture of who Christ is, isn't always necessarily painted for us. And we look at God and we see all these things and we see all these rules and this great judge, which he is that, but he's also personal and He's also encouraging. And so today, our verse is Romans 15, verses four and five. It says this, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Jesus. And I recognize that when we read that, that isn't always our first um, 
encounter with Jesus. And I think what makes this tough is that so often scripture is taken completely out of context. Um, And we tend to focus on one verse instead of the large love story that is the Bible. I mean, the Bible itself is a love story about God being separated from his children and knowing that the only way he could be reunited with his children and one with them is if he sent his son to die for our sins. And here we are. You know, and every day we have the opportunity to experience Christ. Every day um, we have the opportunity to experience the love and the hope and the forgiveness found in God alone. And this is such a powerful truth about the Bible. And sometimes it's just not shared that way. You know, the Bible isn't a book of rules. It's not a book of... um, It's not a book of telling you what you should and shouldn't do. It's a book of stories and how things have worked out for people and how people have interpreted what God said. And ultimately, the heart of the Bible is Jesus whispering, I loved you so much that I sent my one and only son because I knew that was the only way I could get you back. And it says in verse four, for everything that was written in the past, was written to teach us. It wasn't written to make you feel shameful. It wasn't written to condemn you. It wasn't written to judge you. It was written to teach you. And when we start looking at scripture like this, it takes on a different form. You know, if you picture a parent and um, them just guiding you along in life, we do this because If we don't do it this way, these are the consequences. And that's what God is telling us in the Bible. It's story after story after story of people royally screwing up and God just lavishing favor and love and grace on them. Um, And I just think that's so important. Like the scripture wasn't written to condemn you. It was written to teach you God's heart, God's hope, and all about who he is. So that's the first piece of this is the Bible was not written to condemn you. I just pray that sinks into somebody's spirit because I know that scripture has been twisted and taken out of context to hurt people. And I just pray if you're listening to this and you identify with that, that you would know you are deeply loved. Um, I'm sorry that those words were poured onto you. And I just pray that you'll just give Jesus another shot. Um, And so there's a second part of this that through the endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among you as you follow Christ. So this idea that through endurance and encouragement in the scriptures, we would have hope. The thing about endurance is that it signifies that we have to keep going. And this is so important when it comes to our walk with Christ and uh, a really important conversation for us to have as we head into really a new decade, because there is so much endurance that comes when we say yes to doing what God asks us to do when we hand our lives over to Christ. And I say this because there are seasons that are just brutal. I mean, there are things that happen in our lives that I don't believe God necessarily causes them to happen, but I do believe he uses them for his glory. And there are just seasons we go through that it just feels like this is not fair. And 
in comparison, it's like getting to mile 20 in a marathon and you're tired and you're worn and you've been running a really long time and you just don't understand like how you're still moving forward. But there's endurance that we must uh, grab a hold of when we are believers and um, as we go through this life. And what's so interesting is this isn't a self-endurance. That's what's like the parallel of this. This endurance doesn't come from you. So in verse five, it says, may the God who gives endurance. So it is God who gives us endurance. It is not endurance that is built in ourselves, but we have to be willing to keep moving forward. So how does God give you endurance? He gives you endurance when you spend time with him. Like spending time with the Lord is where you get refueled to keep going. And I know you guys have heard me talk about this so many times, but this is why a daily time with God is so, so important because that is where our encouragement comes from. He is the source. I mean, you think about an iPhone, right? If you don't plug a phone in, eventually it's going to drain out. And God is that plug that keeps us moving. You know, he is that source that refuels us. Our endurance comes from him. And that verse says, and the encouragement of the scripture, we might have hope. See, scripture was never meant to be um, a bashing tool. It was created to bring forth encouragement. It was created to tell the stories of generations of generations of generations of people that have asked the same questions that we do today. And here's what's so interesting about verse five. It says, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ. And it's so interesting here because it's almost as if Paul knows that it's so hard to interpret God personally and on a large scale level. It's like God is so omnipresent and he's so personal. He's both. And so when the encouragement from the scripture comes into place, it's not even necessarily um, something that people have to do for us, but God meets us personally and will personally encourage us through scripture. But may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves. And, And this verse is so important because it reminds us that neither endurance nor encouragement come from us. Like we, like, and I don't even know like the best way to say this, but I will try to portray this correctly. Like there is nothing in us that derives encouragement, but Christ that dwells in us does. And so our encouragement to keep going forward, to have that hope, to believe in him, to put our weight in um, his work and that he's still healing and he's still moving. All of that encouragement, it doesn't come from uh, a self-righteous place. It comes from knowing that Christ dwells inside of us. And the same is with endurance. You know, that doesn't come from us. It comes from him. And as we head into Christmas, this thought has been, on my heart so much lately. So, you know, the story of Jesus, that God sent his son onto earth as a baby in some really tough circumstances and some really uncomfortable circumstances. And yet he came as the savior of the world. 
And John 3.16 sums it up. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now, when, when he says that whoever, that means whoever. That means you who deals with alcohol addiction. That means you who really is still trying to figure out like, what does life in Christ mean? That means you who is struggling uh, financially. That means you who is homeless. That means you who is weary. That means you who is depressed. That means you who is like, this means you, everybody like whoever believes shall not perish, but have eternal life. But the second verse doesn't make it in often. And it's just as important. Jesus said, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And then he repeats himself one more time. He says, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not stands condemned already because he has not believed in God's only begotten son. And that is so important for us to understand that God didn't send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world. God already knew everything that was going on down here. Like he didn't need an eyewitness on the scene to see everything that was happening on earth. But what he did need was a living sacrifice. What he did need was the ultimate sacrifice. What he did need was oneness with his children. And the only way to do that was to cast our sins on his perfect son. But he didn't come here to condemn you. He didn't come here to take bits and pieces of scripture and tell you what you do right and what you do wrong and how you should be better and why you should keep... He didn't do that. He stepped into the world to save us from our sin. And, and then he says, hey guys... I I'm actually, uh, I'm an encourager by nature. See, like I'm for you. And I believe like if Jesus were with us this Christmas, he would say those same very words. He would say, hey, um, look, I, I'm here and I'm here for you. And I'm here for them and I'm here for them. I'm, I'm here for you. I'm pulling for you. I'm not mad at you not disappointed in you. I just love you and I want what is absolutely best for you. And so this Bible, you know, all these stories about me and, and the great things I've done, like these aren't just stories of one day could happen. These are stories that did happen that are still happening. If you will let me in. And I, I believe that's true. I believe that, you know, God didn't send his son into the world uh, as an eyewitness. He sent his son into the world because we needed a personal savior. We needed to know God understood the battle that humans face every single day. For everything that was written in the past, was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance 
and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ. Thanks for hanging out today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you've enjoyed the book of Romans. Tune in next week for our last episode on the book of Romans. I love you. I hope you have a great day, week, whatever. And I think you're great. That's it. Bye, guys. The podcast is over. (laughs) But if you're still listening and you are looking for a Bible study to finish out the last little bit of December, want to just encourage you, head on to BrittDietzig.com and you can download A Messy Miracle. Just pick up where we are. You don't have to start from the beginning or anything like that. But I do want to challenge you to spend some time intentionally getting to know the story of Christmas. So that's it. There's no cue music. This is the end. But I do love you. And, uh, yep, that's it. That's it, boys and girls. So have a great day. Bye-bye now. (laughs) Such an awkward sound. All right, goodbye.